Hi, I'm Lori. And I'm Kevin, and this is No Longer Ashamed. We are survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And we're here to share with you that if you're a survivor, you don't have to be alone. Our logo is a salamander, and the reason is a fire salamander can survive a fire, and you have survived a fire. We want to help you with your journey to healing and hope. We are all survivors together, and we walk this journey together. And you are not alone. By telling our stories, we are hoping that you will have the courage to share in your stories as well and find your voice. Because stories are so important, and for so long, I know that I wouldn't tell my story, but when I finally shared my story, that's when I got my freedom. And this is our journey and your journey to healing and hope. So come with us. We're talking about resentment. It's such a fun topic. So fun. <laughs> How this came up for me is because I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, I work in radio, but that's my part-time job. So I teach podcasting and classes to, you know, make the rest of my money. And so I'm always, I'm always reading business books or self-help. That's part of my daily routine to help me with my business. And I got this book by Alec Trevetti. It's A-L-O-K. And oh. it's called Wired for Wealth. Uh-huh. And somebody I knew had read it. So I picked it up and started reading it. And there's activities. And sometimes, I don't know about you, I don't know, it's easy to not do the activities at the end of the book, uh-huh. yeah. read the book and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, d- I did the activities and he like he'd have you write a ridiculous amount of things. Like, what do you think about credit? What do you think about debit? What do you think? And then like write a hundred things. Like huh. who could write a hundred things about that? But I did really? it and what really a hundred things about just about one topic. Yep. Because we have wired in our brain things we think about it. So you may have grown up and your parents said, never get credit, never use credit cards, when actually millionaires use credit all the time, but they use it wisely. Mm-hmm. And so we might have things. So by uncovering it, so, but what happened is he had us write things about resentment. And I, I sort of pride myself on forgiveness. I think I'm really good at that. I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> And I wasn't thinking about my perpetrators because I've forgiven them. But what I recognized is there were some events in my life related to money, perhaps jobs or situations where I wasn't paid or maybe the terms changed, bait and switch. In my mind, I felt like those things happened. So he had had us list all those things. And I recognized that I was carrying a bunch of resentment. And what was really amazing is I have been praying for certain things in my life. And I I felt like, I don't know if you ever feel like this, but I felt like the, the prayers were hitting the ceiling and not going mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I know that sometimes that's just the way it is. But what I, when I recognized this resentment, yeah, I recognized it was blocking me from getting blessings, from receiving the good things because I was holding on to this. And in a way it is like, unforgiveness when we don't forgive it's you know it's not about the perpetrator really it's about us holding on and resentment and unforgiveness will make us sick yeah it will keep us from getting the best out of life and i think why it's a little bit embarrassing but i'm going to be really honest i was just so surprised that i was holding on to so much resentment really and 
There might be things like step parenting, like, you know, there's a whole list of things that you might be holding resentment about. Mm. And I love his activity because I love to journal and I love to write and writing out the things was hard and I wanted to quit. But when I kept going, it helped me so much. And there were some things that I was resentful of that I I was like embarrassed. How could I be resentful (laughs) about that? But when it's like when we tell our story, when we speak it, we put it out there, we can look at it differently and we can begin to let go of it and get perspective. And that's why I wanted to talk about resentment because I (laughs) was full of it. (laughs) I think think a lot of us are. And I think especially as survivors, we're, we're prone to resentment because we feel like we haven't been dealt a good hand or a fair hand. And resentment is kind of like doing a resentment journal. I see that being really helpful, but it's, it's like the contrast to the gratitude journal. And what I see resentment often is it doesn't keep you from getting good things, but it blocks you from seeing the good things you're getting. It blocks you from mm-hmm. seeing the blessings. When you're holding resentments, you're not looking at your blessings. You're not having gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of gratitude, basically. And I think a lot of it comes from comparison. We look at how others, what others have, or they have a good family. They didn't get messed up when they were kids. They didn't have alcoholic or, you know, abusive parents. And that's where resentment kind of starts out is when you start doing this comparison. Mm -hmm. And it is really hard to do a resentment journal sometimes because it is admitting kind of your your deepest feelings of what you're lacking it seems like well and made me feel stupid but here's the thing i've always kept a gratitude journal always it's so easy for me in the beginning when my kids were little, it was hard for me to find things that I was grateful for. But now I do it and I do it every day because I believe in the power of gratitude. But here I had all this negativity inside me that I wasn't aware of. It wasn't like I was like, I'm resentful and I'm not going to let go. Like some people are like, I know I need to forgive and I won't. And and that that's their choice, but they're aware yeah. of it. I was not even aware that I was holding on (laughs) to these. There was a time when I babysat for this gal. She was a single mom, so I was helping her out. And she, she had a pretty good job and she promised me not great money, but some money. And she split town with the kids and never paid me, left me Mm -hmm. high and dry. And I thought I just let go of that. But I recognized when I started journaling about this, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still pissed at her. I remember her name. And I mean, that was, gosh, 30 years or more, more than 30 years ago, but I didn't know. And so I I think there's so much power in writing things out and journaling and and doing the work and paying attention to. So for me, it was, I want to make more money. I want my business to succeed. And Mm -hmm. it felt like anything I did wasn't bringing in more income. And so when I started to do this money thing, I started to recognize that maybe that was maybe my resentments about money was actually blocking me from it because I wasn't being open to receiving. It's like, oh yeah, I promise the money and then it doesn't happen. Like all this garbage. Mm. And so I I was so grateful for this book and for this author. And he, he comes against some of these um, 
metaphysical, which I believe in a lot of that. I believe in the law of attraction and all of that. But sometimes, you know, it's almost like if you just sit by a tree and meditate, all your dreams will come true. You know, he's like, <laughs> we have to look Until at Until you what wake up. <laughs> yeah, right. And so he was very realistic, uh -huh. but it was just really eye-opening for me. And I, as much as it was hard, it was really hard to do that work. Even when, when I did it with myself, like how could I be embarrassed with myself? But it was because I would like to think that I've grown beyond that. But also because of all the work I've done, when I recognized it, it was easy. And then what yeah. happened is once I became aware of it, it would pop up and I would, all of a sudden I would recognize it. So it wasn't just maybe before it was a feeling, but now I went, oh, that's resentment. And I could let go of it the minute I recognized it. But but when I didn't know, I didn't know. And so yeah. there's there's so much to be said for beginning to know. Mm -hmm. And looking into those things that we're not comfortable with necessarily because we don't want to admit that we're feeling them. <laughs> because it's hard to understand the concept that feelings are information. And there's really no bad or good. I mean, there's good feelings, but the bad feelings are information. And it's hard to label feelings sometimes because like you say, resentment, that's something someone would look at as a negative thing. Mm -hmm. But what it's doing is bringing you awareness to the fact that you're resentful about something. And then it allows you, if you use that information, you can use it to address that situation. And like you said, recognize it when it comes up. And so it's so important to pay attention to all our feelings, even the ones we're not comfortable <laughs> about, even the ones we're embarrassed to admit we're feeling. Yeah. They're information. And that's how we learn about how we can grow, how we can handle this information differently. What came up for me a little bit, and this is really would be another show, but toxic positivity. Mm. And I think it's easy to try to be really positive and that's almost covering up. It's almost mm -hmm. negating. I don't want to go to that negative place. And we hear this when people like they say, I don't want to tell my story because I don't want to go back there. So yeah. we almost use positivity as a cover up and it ca that can be toxic. Yeah. The same as resentment in a way because it's doing the opposite. Yeah, it's like a facade. It's like the mm -hmm. masks. When we're talking about masks, you're putting up this front because you don't want to allow those icky feelings up. You don't want to allow that stuff that you're actually feeling out because you're not comfortable with it or you think they won't be comfortable with it. or And so, but again, it's information. If you're having these feelings that you're not comfortable with, figure out why, figure mm -hmm. out where it's coming from, and then you can address it. Then you can handle it. And, and that's, but we don't want to admit that we have these kinds of feelings and that, yeah, toxic positivity is just not admitting you have other feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like you said, it's feelings are just information. They're not necessarily good or bad. Like recognizing all this resentment, that was good. The resentment yes. wasn't so great. No. But again, I remember in the beginning when I first started recognizing my story, I thought if I opened up, I would cry. I would, I would never get back. Like I would go into this deep hole or this abyss. And what I've learned, and I think we've talked about this, maybe you too, is, yeah, we may go into a, a little bit of a spiral or a downturn or feel bad, but now we have tools and we know it's going to end and we're going to feel good again. 
But I think sometimes it's easy to go, man, I don't want to go there because I'm going to feel bad and I don't know if I can turn it off. And the truth is we can, we have, and we will. (laughs) And we're learning to turn it off or get to a point where it's not overwhelming us in a better way than we were because it still overwhelmed us before, Mm -hmm. but the ways we dealt with it weren't healthy. The things we did to turn it off weren't healthy. And now we can learn how to do it in a way that isn't harmful to us or harmful to people we care about because the ways we were doing it was. Right. And Kevin, I had, when I was writing the things out, it was hard and I was mad and I was like, I'd get up and go get a drink of water and 100 things, you know, what are you talking about? But I stuck to it and I did it. And what happened is later when I was driving to work, I decided I love listening to books on tape, but I decided Mm -hmm. I was just going to not listen to anything. I was going to be quiet and just think about, and I had this physical feeling. I, it's hard to explain, but it felt like a release was like a letting down and I felt it in my stomach. It almost felt like, I don't even know how to explain it, but I don't feel like I have a stomach ache all the time, but it was like the opposite of a stomach ache. It was like, and I was, I, I, as I was driving, I was thinking, this is because I'm thinking and I'm letting go and I'm recognizing that I've been holding on to this. And I was physically feeling something in my body. And I just, I think that that was so amazing to me because it shows in the reverse, if we're holding on to it, what is it doing to us? If letting go makes me feel something, mm-hmm. you know? So that was really interesting to me and amazing. And in the book, he kept saying, if you do this work, you will feel this or this will happen. And of course, I thought, not me, but I'll do yeah. it because I w- I'm an entrepreneur and I want to learn. And boy, this was this was so huge for me. And I'm so grateful to let go of resentment. I'm so grateful to really understand that I, ha- I had resentment against a little kid. I had <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, I but- could list a hundred resentments. It's pretty easily. I, I'm really? pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I don't hold them strongly, mm-hmm. but I recognize them. And I think that's something I remember a quote I heard. What others think of me is none of my business. <laughs> or no, I don't care about what others think about me because it's none of my business. And in a way, recognizing that made me have a lot less resentment because I wasn't comparing anymore. And I think I used to compare myself a lot. I used to have a lot. And that's where a lot of my resentment came from was comparing to others that had it better than me. But then I realized what happens when you're comparing is you're always playing the victim. You're always stuck in that victim mode. And so instead of comparing, I what happened was when I recognized that part of my comparison was wondering what other people thought of me, worrying about what others thought of me. And that's why I was always comparing because I thought, okay, I got to be better than these guys because otherwise they're going to think I'm just a piece of, you know what? And then when I heard that quote, I was like, why do I even care what they think of me? Because it's none of my business and I can't really change it. I can't control it. I can't do anything about what they think about me, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I'm me, if I'm being who I really am, I don't really give a about what they think about me. And so that's when I stopped comparing. And I think that's when I recognized that I was having all this resentment because of all these comparisons I was always living under. And now I I know I have resentments, but they come up and I'm like, oh yeah, but that's, oh well, I'm 
it doesn't matter anymore. So it, it's a lot easier to handle it now because I'm not in that mode where I'm thinking, oh, what do they think about me and comparing myself to them? Well, and when we compare, for me, it puts me in, in rather than in abundance of look at all that I have, comparing makes me look at all I don't have. And, mm-hmm. and something you said earlier, you said it wasn't that I wasn't getting the blessing, I wasn't seeing the blessing. And so mm-hmm. we don't see all the good things when we're looking at what all the what we don't have. And we're doing that comparison. And along with that, there's times with when people will say things like, Oh, I just prayed and God answered my prayer. And I'm like, wow, how come God doesn't do that for me? Does he like hate me? Uh-huh. Like, and I get caught up in that. I don't know if you ever do that, but oh, yeah. I, I think, oh, wow. I mean, I've been praying for my son for how many years to get clean and sober. And then someone says, oh, you know, I prayed for my daughter. She quit drinking. She went to rehab. Like, I'm like, what am I, chopped liver? And so that that comparison, like, that's none of my business, how God does anything. And it's a free will. And, you know, maybe somebody else wouldn't have even prayed and their kid would have got into rehab. And maybe well, somebody else like me is praying and that's not happening. Right. So, so there's no, we compare, <laughs> but there's nothing to compare there. Yeah. Well, and, and, that's, and I recognize that. And yeah. that's where, when you're in that mode, you're not recognizing all that God has blessed your prayers, all the prayers he has, you know, you're, you're just looking at the ones that you're lacking. You're looking mm-hmm. at the ones that you feel like he didn't answer without looking at all the prayers that he has been answering. I mean, I know I pray a lot and about a lot of things. And, and there are times when I'm just praying, like when I'm riding my bike or driving or something. And, and I don't think about afterwards until it's like, oh, things are going good for them. That's great. And you don't realize maybe he is answering our prayers, but we're not always aware of it because we just take it for granted or we're just looking at the ones we think he should be answering. Mm-hmm. Or that we didn't get the answer we wanted. Yeah. Who's to say, you know, I remember there was somebody that on our show that said God showed up to them in the midst of their drug stupor. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I was happy that that happened and that person got got clean and sober and got with God and worked through all their issues. I was so happy about that. But I thought, how come he's not, sh- how come he's not showing himself to my son? And then I thought, I don't know that he hasn't. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's so easy yeah. to see focus on what we don't have. And so the, the most important thing for me praying for my son is that I don't lose hope. Yeah. And when I start comparing or when I get resentful, then that's when that's when I miss out, really. And mm-hmm. like you had said, you have resentments, but when you recognize them, it's like when now when I recognize them, I actually take my hand and I open it up and I let it go because I don't want to. I don't want to miss out on anything I else. I, I don't want to miss anything. I want to let go of all the resentment. I just want to be full of love for people and for everything. And what what a great thing that we can step into recovery. And that it is, we keep saying this, it's such a process. I didn't go to counseling and get well. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have these resentments I didn't know about. And so I love it that it is such a process and that there is grace. And I did tell two friends, the thing that I was really embarrassed about. And I was kind of expecting them to gasp and give me the stink eye. And, and they didn't. There uh-huh. there was no judgment. But for me, it felt it felt like, oh, 
that's horrible. How could I hold on to that for so long? But I just recognizing resentment and then finding a way to let go. And if if I can't, if there was something I really couldn't let go of, I would go to a counselor and I'd yeah. work through it because yeah. I don't want to hold on to it. And just like with forgiveness, if it's something you can't do, maybe find some Buddy that works with that, a, you know, clergy or a counselor that can help you because what you get is freedom. Yeah. Holding and on to it, what you get is more resentment, illness, sickness, and not freedom. <laughs> well, and look at why you can't do it. What is it? Because I think we're all aware when we have a resentment or we're unforgiving, we're very aware of why we're holding on to that. Well, it's that illusion but, of control. It's the illusion of control. Yeah, but <laughs> if you examine it, I love that you write journals so much because examining it in writing yeah. makes it different. If you examine it and then if you thought, okay, if my friend or my wife or husband or whoever was writing this about themselves, what would you think of that? Because sometimes it, it's so obvious, you know, mm -hmm. it's like we can't forgive them because of this and that you look at and you go, well, that's never going to change. So why is that stop that, that I'm basically making it so I'm not going to allow myself, you know, it's like you, you're writing the you, you've got these rules, but because of those rules, you're trapped. Yes. When I got divorced, I always thought maybe one day he would apologize. Mm -hmm. And I recognized as long as I was holding out for an apology, I was never going to be free. And mm -hmm. I had to let go of that. And again, it's that illusion of control, you know, and what I did is I just recognized whether, whether there was ever an apology or not, it didn't change my reality. And like you said, you know, we worry about what other people think. I, I think that falls in the same category is if they validate us and apologize, then it means we were right and they were mm -hmm. wrong. Yeah. But yeah. what if we, what if we just let it go? <laughs> Does it matter? If they agree that we're right, right exactly. is that going to change anything, anything at all? Does it matter if they apologize? I don't know. But what matters is, will it change you? Will it, or is it that important to hold on to? Exactly. Because and and even like for me, divorce, also, I always wished that my dad would apologize. Mm. And he wrote me a, a nasty letter saying, what is wrong with you? How dare you? Whatever. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to get an apology, but that doesn't make me wrong and him right. And mm. sometimes, you know, I remember somebody said, oh, I went to my parents and I told them what happened and they believed me and they helped me and and they you know this person felt like they got healing right away because they were validated and i remember thinking wow wouldn't that be awesome you know if i would have told the people in my family and they would have believed me but yeah. again it's it's that waiting for something outside of our control yeah but this we can control we can control our own feelings and letting go of the resentment choosing forgiveness that's all in our control yeah and we can still experience it. I think it's important to experience those feelings of resentment, of unforgiveness, because that's where we learn what we're holding on to. That's where we learn why we're feeling mm -hmm. that way. But you have to explore that feeling and get kind of to the root of it and look at it and see, is this worth hanging on to? Yeah. Is this? And, and so that's where the information from the feeling comes in. 
is what is causing me to feel this way and why am I allowing this to control me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And get in the way of of living life the way we want to live. Yeah. Moving on and, Mm -hmm. you know, not being stuck in victim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll sneak up on you, though, (laughs) and even years and years later, you can still be, have this little hibernating resentment in there that, and it's funny, and that's why I love that you brought up the thing of toxic positivity, because sometimes we just cover stuff up (laughs) and don't address it, don't look at, because we think it's wrong or it's bad or, you know, this feeling I'm having, I can't feel it because it's bad, (laughs) but we just stuff it with this positivity or I'm fine. And we never look at it. We never look at where it's coming from and we never get to address it, get to learn about it, learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. Because also sometimes I I think for me, who wants to hear, oh, I'm not doing well. Right. And and so, (laughs) but you're doing crappy. I know. know? I'm really pissed. Yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you. But also, uh, yeah, toxic positivity, it it devalues somebody you're talking to when you try to be so positive when they're trying to tell you something too. So it's a whole, it's a whole thing. But I think I was trying to be really positive, thinking, not recognizing that I was covering up the resentment, thinking, well, that happened to me, but I'm stronger, I'm better. Well, I never looked at it. And doing the work, it's one thing to recognize that maybe you've had abuse or had things in your life. It's another thing to do the work. And it is a four-letter word. (laughs) You know, it's not great, but great things come from it. Mm -hmm. You know, just like you were talking last week about athletes, great athletes put in the time. That's how they get great. Well, if you want to be healthy and in a great place, sometimes you have to work for it. You you have to put in the time and it's not always fair. Or fun. Yeah. And it can suck, but the end results are worth it. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. you can live in a for a purpose and a purpose that we deserve. Yeah. And it's easy to stay in, in our comfort zone and doing the work pulls us out of our comfort zone. And I think there's a lot to be said for getting out of your comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the right setting. and right times yeah but what are your resentments they're they're there we all have them we all have them i think it's very cathartic to list them (laughs) to start just take time you know maybe set a timer for 10 minutes or try to write a hundred because I would have thought maybe I had two. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I, I like had no idea that. that been well, wait a second. No, wait. And there's this. Yeah. And there's wait, this. that's a resentment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also what, then what he has you do is you list these resentments. So for, for me, it was something that happened with a job and I was still resentful at the people. And then the audacity, he had us write what the benefit of going through that was. And I was like, no benefit there because I was mad and I didn't know I was still mad. But when I started looking at the benefits, guess what? I could let go because I recognized there was so much benefit for me and what happened. It wasn't even necessarily a reframing. Like sometimes you reframe something. Well, this happened, but it was like the benefit. When I started listing the benefit of that terrible situation, it was like this heavy sigh, like, wow, 
Huh. I didn't know. And I think that's the physicalness that I was feeling of that yeah. letting go. Yeah. So listing the benefits of those things we're resentful of seems like counterproductive, but it's pretty amazing. No, it's 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 a way of examining it in the way mm -hmm. that we're not used to. And because yeah. of that, you you spend more time with it mm -hmm. and and you get to look at, you know, where it came from, but also look at it from another perspective and say, oh, well, yeah, that is there was, you know, something that turned out. Mm -hmm. But think of that feeling you had. Well, I what that reminds me of is think of the physical feeling you have when you're having those feelings. You're not always aware of those physical feelings, but mm -hmm. often we have physical reactions to our feelings. And so when we let go of them, that sudden lightness or springiness or, you know, that feeling you're having is kind of letting go of that physical reaction we're having to those feelings. And we're not always aware of those physical reactions. And they might, because we're hiding these emotions, we're also hiding those physical reactions. And so we're carrying that tightness, that clench, that, you know, whatever it is that our physical reaction is, it's stuck. You know, yeah. we're kind of stuck there. So when we release it, like I love your opening your hand, mm -hmm. when we release it, there is a lightness. And know? this is, we may have talked about this last week, but this is what came up for me. I've often heard this said that depression is anger turned inward. And I've struggled with depression. Uh, mm -hmm. I've worked hard at getting off my antidepressants using more natural um, things to supplement. But also when I recognized the resentment and then I felt those physical feelings as I let go, that made a lot of sense to me. And how many people say, oh, I carry it right here in my shoulders. They call it stress, but that's where we carry our resentment in our stomach, in our shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. And so all those feelings of, wow, how long I've been, how long I've been carrying this. Well, and, you know, I had cluster headaches most oh. of my life. And I don't, I don't know how many people know what those are, but they're, they're massively terrible. They're, like they're a migraine? Like, they're 10 times worse generally. I mean, they're also, they're, they're also called the suicide headaches because people that get them often can't handle them. Oh, wow. They're for a long time they thought they were migraines, but they're actually physiologically different. But what I'm I, I know that a lot of people with constant pain are suffering because they're holding in something. And and I know for me, right about when I stopped having the night terrors and, and started going through some major healing over the trauma, the night the, the cluster headaches started easing up and they eventually they, they're gone. I haven't had them. And one of the things that was prescribed to me for, for the cluster headaches was massage therapy because I would get so tense in my neck and shoulders. And I don't know what came first, the tension or the headaches. And I wonder, you know, there were times when I, I wondered, I could kind of tell when I was going to get the headaches. And I think it was this tension I was carrying. And I think that's when you're able to express these feelings and examine them and release them, you're not carrying that constant tension. There's there's one more thing about this that I think there is an element sometimes for me, for instance, if something makes me mad 
and I know I can just let it go. I kind of want to be mad. And so I think there's kind of sometimes a little stubbornness of like, well, I may be resent, but resentful, but I have a right to be. And so I think holding, you know, holding on in that way, well, I have a right to be upset. Yeah. Well, what if I told you, if you let go, you're going to feel better. Wow. Is that worth it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it's, you know, it's how I, I kind of talk to myself the same way about like being in traffic and being pissed, having like that moment of road rage at someone. And then you think, well, they're never going to know how angry I am at them. And they don't give a shit. They don't Mm -hmm. care. So why am I getting all wound up when it doesn't change anything except make me feel really wound up? Yeah. And when you can kind of go, oh, yeah, whatever, then it's not, you're not, it doesn't affect you that same physical way. When I was in college, I worked at Skipper's. It was a fish place. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. There was, I had this boss. I don't know. He, I went, one day I went in and I was, I was so upset because the vacuum, uh, what something was wrong with it. In, in, in a place like that, we had a all you can eat night. You had to have a good shop vac. And I said, this vacuum makes me so mad. And he goes, no, it doesn't. And I, I was like, what? Yes. He goes, no, you're just allowing yourself to be mad. I was like, what? Are, but that was the first time I began to recognize that I was, it wasn't a vacuum. It couldn't make me mad. It was a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that it was me. And I, I remember, I don't even remember that boss's name. In fact, he ended up embezzling the whole company. But I thought when I heard that, I thought, isn't that funny that one of my best life lessons was learned from somebody that (laughs) (laughs) embezzling the whole company? (laughs) Well, he had a few good points. (laughs) If you're if you're listening, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) For that one life lesson. I hope you're resentment. Yeah. It's a it's a funny little monster. <laughs> we don't recognize it a lot of times. And I think that's important that, that you you were talking about this because, yeah, it's something I don't think about much, but boy, it affects us so much. Yeah. Yeah. And even as a coach, I see this when people have a dream or they want to move forward and like, what's the next step? And they'll say, well, I tried that before and it didn't work. And so they're holding resentment from something that happened before and they're not opening the door that this time it could be different. And so we see this in all areas of our life that even even if even if maybe the timing was wrong we could be resentful and then we can hold on to it and let it keep it, us from doing the next best thing that we're being called to do yeah, you know I think I think we hold resentment against ourselves a lot and and that's kind of we allow ourselves we're, we're pissed at something we didn't do well or yeah and then because we resent ourselves we don't allow us to try it again or to you know we we automatically are passing judgment we're prejudging our our actions and so we don't do the things we would like to try and do again or maybe you know but no no i screwed that up i'm never doing that again yeah yeah, I hear that a lot. And again, that's a, a way we could hold on to and self-sabotage mm-hmm. the good and stay in a comfort zone. Been there, yeah. done that. And what a way to live. You know, when when I look at the Bible lately, I've been seeing it so different. So much of the amazing things in the Bible are because people took risk. 
They got out of their comfort <laughs> zone. They tried something different. Not always willingly. They may have needed some prompting like Moses, uh -huh. but it was always getting out of their Jonah. comfort zone. Yeah, right? <laughs> he needed a lot of prompting <laughs> over and over and over again. And it wasn't until the whale threw him up that he finally got it. But yeah, we... And yeah, and think about his resentment. You yeah. know, this nice little tree grew up and gave him shade and then it withered and then he's all resentful yeah. and there, none of it had anything to do with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Think yeah. of what you can get past yeah. if you just handle your resentments. This, this author... Alec Trevetti. In in this book, he said there have been people that have taken his course that have been like really ill with different things, different chronic illnesses. And after going through the course and doing all this work, because you're talking about resentment, even though it's a money course, he says people will leave his class at the end of how, I don't know how many weeks it is, and their illness will be gone. And he's not like a Christian healer yeah, or anything yeah. like that. But he says, because when we do the work and we look at our resentments, and and I believe that because of the just the feeling of letting go of all of this stuff I didn't know I had. <laughs> yeah, it can change you mm -hmm. for the better. Yeah, love that. I think now yeah, for me, I know resentment just doesn't really pay any dividend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't change things for the better. It doesn't make me feel better. Doesn't help relationships. Yeah. So I think it's not good to hold on to them. No. So if you recognize your resentment, uh, try try just opening your hands and letting go and saying, I let go of this resentment. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Or examine them, see where they came from, and and maybe you can learn from that. Mm -hmm. so that's it for today we are going to have a prayer time if you want to stick with us if not we believe in you we want to hear from you we want to hear your stories if you like this podcast please rate and review because that's how other people can find us and we really want to spread this message Father, <gasps> i thank you for all your blessings and i praise you for all you do in our lives and that you love us in spite of all we do in our lives. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I just pray that we would learn to let go of our resentments, especially our resentments toward you and our resentments towards ourselves, because that's, that's holding us away from recognizing the blessings you have given us, the blessings that we have in our lives. Lord, I just pray that anyone listening would be able to see their resentments and understand them better in a way that would allow them to let go of them and feel your blessing in their lives. See you working in their lives, Lord, and see how much blessing they have in their lives, Lord. And I just pray for your presence in their lives. In your name I pray. Father, I thank you that we can learn from all kinds of people, not Christians, embezzlers, <laughs> But that we can we can learn things about you and about ourselves. And and I am so grateful because 
it, it just occurs to me that there's many of us that are holding on to resentment that we don't even understand or realize that, that that's what these feelings are. And so I'm so grateful for you opening my eyes to this and, and for the work that in a way I was forced to do, I didn't have to, but then I stuck with it so that I could see the outcome. And I thank you for the freedom that I feel. And I thank you for the just... Uh, the wisdom in letting go of these things that don't serve us anymore. And I, I pray for anyone who's not told their story yet, that they will find somebody so they can begin to get the healing that they so deserve in your son's holy name. Amen.